listeners, this is Universa. Um, we have Sean Claffey. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, so oh, we're talking to you about American. Um, this uh, film just, um, you know, talk, it has uh, um, Chris Smalls. It's uh, talking about, um, you know, the U.S. income equality. Um, can you tell us a little bit um, just from uh, just from your perspective, uh, just um, making the making the documentary during COVID, um, just the editing process. Yeah, take us through it. Yeah, so we you know we decided to to start the documentary about three and a half years ago, um, and we you know we lined up a bunch of really amazing uh, experts um, and decided to have uh, to also show people that were either fighting for uh, equality, um, the activists, and then also families that were suffering because of the economic system that is in place today. Um, and, you know, we started about three and a half years ago. Um, and, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, we, we drove 32,000 miles across the United States lived out of a uh, station wagon, basically, uh, burned up our credit cards and, uh, um, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we went from a decent sized crew down to um, just me and uh, Jacob Sofair, who was a cameraman. He got COVID early, not, not on our shoot or anything. And I figured, well, he didn't die and, you know, I'll risk myself, but I don't want to risk anyone else. So, we just kept we kept shooting and, and wherever we were was the hot spot. It was it was actually kind of yeah. comical at a, at a while at a bit. And then uh, filming, can you take us through just kind of like um, you know the the process, just kind of like you know following the sub you know subjects, um, just kind of you know doing it um, where you're just following their stories throughout, like you know, because it just seems sure. so daunting, yeah. Yeah, no, so we would have, you know, we'd have to, we'd be with them for days, weeks at a time, and then we'd come back uh, if something was happening in their lives. Because, um, you know, you have to show things over time to, to see the arc of the individual people and what they're going through. Uh, you can't just show up for three days and, and, and shoot it. So, you know, we, we, we shot all of them over, you know, more than a year, close to two years. Um, and uh yeah and then weaving it all together I and mean, that was a daunting process to weave it all together um you know we, we we had an amazing uh editing team um uh and the one of our writers chris uh, seward um was was instrumental in, in helping to do that um but you know, you, you know, you shoot a lot, and then you have to bring it down to ninety something minutes, and mm -hmm. um, it's it's not easy to do. And that was well over a year of editing. Yeah, can you can you talk a little bit about that? Just kind of, you know, because the documentary, it's all you know, it's following these people, but then it's also kind of like, um, you know, informing of like certain topics or like you know things going on in the country. Is there any? Is it difficult, kind of? Um, difficult editing wise to kind of like balance those two? Oh, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Uh, we had an entire wall that we had all the points of each character and, and, and their story. 
and uh, and then the experts, you know, would we would we would have them uh, come in to um, uh, kind of show why this is happening to each person. Um, so weaving that, yeah, a, a daunting process. I think we had somewhere near 60 main cuts and hundreds of other cuts. Um, we had, I think, 200 terabytes mm -hmm. of uh, video footage, which is much, you know, you know, dozens of times more than a motion picture would have. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, in a motion picture, you can write the story and the, the story arc, and this, you have to find it, you know, you have to, and follow them. Uh, and you shoot a lot to get, you know, just the, you pick out the diamonds and you kind of, uh, and then weave those stories together. Gotcha. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, Chris Smalls? You know, he's kind of like profiles like risen like the last like year or so, you know, with the union and everything. And yeah, you guys yeah. were documenting as that journey was taking place. So that's really incredible. Yeah, no, we were very lucky to, uh, um, Jillian Hurley, one of the producers, got us uh, to Chris Smalls. And when I met Chris, uh, we kind of clicked right away. Um, you know, he's kind of a very tenacious, no-nonsense guy, and, and so am I. So uh, we just started following him. And then I was like, let's go down to Alabama uh, and see, you know, uh, if, you know, interact with the with the people down there so we just hopped in the car went down there and uh you know the union down there just kind of uh, they didn't they didn't really support him or uh even want to meet with him so we were like in an airbnb um uh having breakfast you know kind mm -hmm. of we're all kind of deflated and i was like you know screw all these people start your own union become your own union reps and you know, they kind of, and they, you know, and I, I don't want to take credit for anything. Mm -hmm. They did it on their own. Um, but I think that was a spark. Um, and they worked, you know, he's, he's amazing. They worked seven days a week for well over a year, three different shifts. They were there, you know, they had people, and it was only like seven to 10 of them. Right. And, and uh, they convinced uh, and unionized the, biggest unionization in 75 years with like seven people against the richest man in the world who spent $25 million to take them down and yeah. arrested and did all these horrible things. Um, so that, I mean, you know, he's super tenacious. I, you know, I call him a friend now. I mean, we've been through a lot uh, yeah. long before he was famous. Now he's, now he's kind of famous. Uh, so um, yeah, you know, it's amazing. And he's, you know, we need more people like Chris Walls and we all have to be like him. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. You know, and then I love the uh, ju just juxtaposition at the end where it's, uh, you know, the Amazon or Union victory and then they're going off into space as well. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Jeff Bezos is in space throwing Skittles around. Mm -hmm. uh, and when he lands, he's like, "I want to thank all my employees. You made you made this possible." Meanwhile, you know, he abuses his employees. You know, if I, it, you know, if, if if you take like three breaks to go to the bathroom, yeah, basically they fire you um, by text message. Yeah, and then your your security badge isn't working. It's a very inhumane place. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the documentary definitely gets, you know, the point across how unions are important. I guess we're seeing that, you know, uh, pretty heavily this year with the writer's strike and, you know, there's other like uh, the teachers union in Los Angeles um, had a strike. So, yeah. Um, do you do you personally feel like there's uh, kind of seeing that a uh, lot of like good changes coming about? Yes, I'm very hopeful and very positive on people waking up and realizing it's not their fault. And that if they can organize, get together, whether it's a grassroots organization or, or, or a real union or former union, um, they, they, people are very powerful together. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of focus on dividing people for a long time. And we have to get past that because, you know, we're much more similar to each other than not. And if we come together, we can restore our power and create an economic system that works for us, not just a couple thousand people. Yeah. Um, do you have any kind of going off of that, um, you know, viewers and listeners, um, you know, seeing this documentary, any uh, main takeaways um, that they would get out of uh, watching it just to uh, going off that? Main, main feedback that I've gotten uh, is that people had no idea that this was planned and that um, you know, that the uh, powers that be have done this on purpose over the last four or five decades. Um, and it really is an eye opener. Um, you know, I've, I've been told once you, you know, you can't unsee this film. Mm -hmm. uh, so it really educates people in a way that they haven't been educated. Um, you know, most people don't know about, you know, all the things that are, that, that, have been put in place to remove power from the middle class and the American people. And, you know, I want to say middle class, I, I'm also, it's like everyone, you know, 80, 90% of the, of the country. It's only the top 10% that are doing really well. And it's really just the top, you know, 0.01% that are doing exceptionally well. Yeah. Was that kind of the main driving force uh, to make this documentary like, you know, story-wise or? Well, I think uh, there's kind of three outcomes, right? And Nick Hanauer mm -hmm. says it in the film. If we don't, on well, the path we're on, it's uh, police state, authoritarian rule, or revolution. And I think those are terrible outcomes, all three of those. And, you know, democracy here is very important and it's becoming destabilized because of this. And, you know, what I, we need to get through to the billionaire class is that it's going to fall for them too. <laughs> you know, uh, do they want to live in an authoritarian place? Do they want to live in a place that they have to have high walls and, and uh, guards and dogs with machine guns to protect them? I don't think that's a place that anyone wants to live. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of wrapping up here. Um, one last question for you. Um, there was a section on just uh, AI that you were um, talking about in the documentary, um, just kind of seeing all the like, uh, you know, crazy stuff with like chat GPT or um, there was a, like AI art. Do you, do you kind of feel like, um, like uh, for that section, just kind of like, you know, seeing, seeing how much it's like, you know, uh, got, how much it's like developed the last year or so? Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. I mean, it, the, the estimates that we have in the film are shocking, right? So it's 47% uh, of all American jobs are at high risk of being eliminated 
by the end of the decade. Uh, I think that we underestimated that. And, you know, the CEO of, of IBM proudly stated three weeks ago that he's going to eliminate every possible job he can that can that where a human can be replaced with AI this year. So it's happening a lot faster than we thought it would be. It's like going exponential. Um, who wants to live in a world where no one has any income? Um, it, it's not yeah. going to work out for anyone. Um, yeah. You know, the big lie is uh, if raising wages kills jobs, right? Nick mm -hmm. Hanauer in the film says, how can that be true? If nobody has any money, who's going to buy the stuff? Right. You have to be you have to be insane to think I'm not going to pay, pay my employees enough to buy my stuff, but everyone else has to pay their employees enough to buy my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, yeah, really concerning, you know, yeah, the documentary just really made that point. Um, yeah. Um, I'm kind of short on time, but um, what uh, social media can anyone find you at or to promote the documentary um, to kind of fall, you know, follow along? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so go to www.americond.com mm -hmm. um, and you can get most of the stuff. If you want to follow me specifically, uh, it's Sarah Sanct, S-E-R-A-S-A-N-C on Instagram or Twitter. And then we have handles Americond uh, on Twitter, Americond Doc on Twitter and Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely check it out. You know, it's a very powerful documentary. So, yeah, um, you know, thank you for your time and everything. I really appreciate like the, the talk and the information. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.